Hey everyone, Andrew Seeley here, and I want to take a moment to introduce you to AirCheck, a new podcast produced by the WVU Alumni Association. AirCheck sets out to speak to mountaineers from all over the globe who are leading the charge in their fields. We'll be having conversations with folks from a variety of industries, from media gurus to leaders of massive global enterprises, even a former Navy SEAL, and they all have one thing in common. West Virginia University helped to make them who they are today. Our first guest is Stacy Shaw, Vice President of Sales and Business Development for Virgin Voyages, a brand new arm of the Virgin Group that has set sail on revolutionizing the cruise industry. Stacy comes to Virgin with years of experience in tourism, and in this conversation, we cover everything from the creation of Virgin Voyages to what led Stacy to Morgantown, even advice to young alumni and fellow mountaineers. So, with no further ado, our first episode of Air Check. Let's go. Virgin Voyages is, a, is from my understanding, pretty, pretty new, yes. and we'll get into that in just a moment. But, can you tell me how you got from cap and gown at WVU to where you are today with, with Virgin? Just kind of tell me a little bit of your, of your story. I have an undergrad from here, and then I got my MBA here as well. And my sister was living in Florida, so when I graduated from um, my MBA, I, you know, I had been down there a few times to visit on spring break and Thanksgiving break. I think if I recall the year I graduated in 1994, we had what was called the blizzard of 94, that if I remember correctly, may have shut down the university for the first time since the 1800s. (laughs) So I think um, I had pretty much had it with weather, and my sister was living in Boca Raton, so I went down uh, to see what was happening down there, and I specifically remember them telling us in grad school, you know, don't be discouraged if it takes you six months to a year to find a job. You have to look for just the right thing and, you know, take your time and it will come. It will happen. So um, I got there and I had just gone through undergrad and graduate school back to back. So I was a little bit fried, (laughs) you know, and wanted some time to recover and relax and So I thought I would wait tables for a little while. So I immediately got a job doing that. Um, But also, just because it's my nature not to to wait around, I went to see a financial uh, headhunter, a recruiter who specialized in financial positions because I was a finance major with a minor in accounting. And um, so within a week or so of arriving in Florida, the recruiter sent me for an accounting position at a cruise line. And um, I had never thought of that as a career path before. So, you know, I was a finance major that didn't want any of the type of jobs that you have when you're a finance major. So stockbroker, banker, insurance person. Right. I just like numbers. And so that's where I ended up. But um, so I ended up getting the job on the same day that I interviewed. And I was like, you know, I don't really want to work just yet and be serious, but wow, cruise line, that sounds, you know, kind of glamorous and interesting, and it's not something in the 90s anyway that we thought about much in Morgantown, West Virginia, especially as a career path. So um, the practical side or the attraction to the glamour side won, and I took the job, and I started as an accounts payable um, 
I don't even know what I was called, clerk or a representative or accounts payable uh, position in a cruise line, in a small cruise line in 1994. Gotcha. And so from there, you were there, and where were you working at that time? At the, what was the cruise It was line? called Renaissance Cruises. It was a small uh, boutique upscale cruise line privately held, um, and it was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I worked there, but I, I did the accounting thing for about six months. So the, the cruise line side was glamorous, but the accounting side, not so much. Right. Yeah, so I asked then about you know the possibility of doing something else if they found anything that would be suitable for my skills and background, you know, come, come available. And um, I remember sitting in front of the HR person having that conversation, and the first thing she said to me is, would you travel? And I, I thought that was a silly question. <laughs> so um, I ended up moving over into the operations group, and I supported the sale of full ship charters. So there are some companies that charter ships, the, the whole thing, and they take it out for a variety of reasons. So I worked in the operations group um, supporting that. And then I eventually went to be the executive assistant or office manager to the president and CEO, uh, COO, sorry. Um, and then I um, progressed up into a role that was probably a little bit more relevant for what I went to school for. So it was manager and then director of onboard revenue. Um, so there's lots of ways that you can make money in it on, uh, on cruise ships. And so this was looking after the relationships for all of the the partners that we have that enabled us to do that. Sure. So how have cruise ships and just the business side of cruises, how's it changed since you started to today? Well, um, you know, I started in a very small company. So small ships, small number of ships, um, a more upscale type of product. It, it was more about the destination. There wasn't a lot on the ship. You know, so so now, and I have since worked for some of the bigger lines. So I've worked for Carnival Cruise Line, I've worked for Royal Caribbean uh, International, and you know, those companies are very large and have lots of ships and lots of large ships. So um, you know, and now there's just about anything that you want to find on a ship you can find any type of food, any restaurant, any experience, you know, the entertainment. Um, so I would say, at least from the point I started and the size of ships that I started on, but probably in general about the industry, the ships themselves have become destinations. So people go as much to experience that in for people looking for that type of experience. There are other sure. people who look for experiences that are more authentic and uh, more about the destination itself. So um, it, it's like any type of experience that you want to find. There is a product out there. It's just a matter of figuring out which one is the right, right one for you and the best one and, and going from there. Yeah. So now kind of jumping ahead, what is your day-to-day -day at Virgin like, and, and as the company progresses, what will, will your day-to-day -day, uh, look like? Well, um, so we're very much in startup mode still. The company has been in place with a handful of people for a few years, 
but really I think this year we've just started like I am the only person in sales right now I'm the sales leader and I was the first one to be hired and I started June 26th and this is October so um, you know the things we're doing right now the ship has been the focus for the last few years so the design you know the brand what we're going to be who we're going to be how we're going to be different because virgin um you know companies that come from the virgin group and, and the ideas and concepts from virgin um, are typically looking to do something very different in an industry or find a specific niche within an industry that isn't being served and then create something really differentiated and and spectacular so that all of that work has been going on and for a while um, so now the ship is actually starting to be constructed so it's completely designed and um, concepts are planned for and we had a steel cutting a few months ago even before I started and that's when the first piece of steel for the ship is actually cut it's like the first real physical thing that happens um, and we're about to lay the keel, um, which is really the start of the construction of the ship. So we're going to do that in a few weeks, and that will be an event with Richard Branson and, it will be and our president and CEO, Tom McAlpin. It will be really exciting. So, so what I'm doing right now is planning my sales organization, uh, what that looks like, what, you know, based on what I know about who our customers will be, where we think they'll come from, how we'll find them, what partners we'll work with. I mean, so I'm developing our strategy for all of that, as well as planning out the organization, building a budget from ground up, um, and really in the planning stages for everything that we need to do, because we're not selling anything just yet. So right now I'm looking for my leadership team and they will join me in January, and then we'll look for our, you know, our sales managers that are across the country and around the world that support uh, travel agents or travel partners to bring the business. Um, so that will all happen next year, and then next year will be about education. We're not just introducing a new ship, so we're introducing a brand and a ship at the same time. So a large part of what we do next year will be education to consumers, to travel agents, to everybody to make sure that, because we're building something very special and, and specialized and for a specific audience. So we wanna make sure that we reach that audience, whether through our partners or you know, to, to consumers who are watching what we're doing, to make sure that the right people are coming on our product so that they will love the experience that they have. So, um, for us, we are, um, you know, a lot of people have speculated that we're going to be all about millennials. And um, we love millennials, and we think that they're important. But it's not really for us about an age. It's more of a mindset uh, or an outlook on life. So you might be a millennial. You might be Gen X, Gen Y. You might be baby boomer. You know, it's probably... I don't know how much higher it goes than that, but really it could be anybody who is uh, interested in, you know, Virgin is known to be kind of a hip, cool, fun, sexy, edgy type of brand. Um, so it will be people who are drawn to those types of experiences, maybe more urban contemporary types of experiences, um, but it's really about the mindset of the person rather than the age they are.
Sure. And yeah. is that what drew you to work for Virgin? Was that same um, mindset? Yeah. I I love have loved Virgin and Richard Branson and have followed them for years. I mean, he is the number one influencer on LinkedIn with 12 million followers, and I'm one of those. You know, I first heard, apparently he had interest in, in having a cruise line as part of the Virgin um, portfolio of companies for years. And so probably five years ago, I started to see really serious things happening where, th this is when they were really getting to the point of, of saying we're having a cruise line. And um, you know, I thought then that I will work there. Like whenever this happens, it seems so far away because they were talking about ships in 2019 and 2020 and this was five years ago, so it seemed really, really far away. But I knew when I heard it, no matter where I was or what I was doing, that I wanted to be there and that I would be. And here you are. And here I am. That's awesome. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about WVU. And you said you had a couple of great stories from, when you, from before graduation. Um, you want to tell me a little bit about that? Sure. No, I, um, I just feel like, um, for me, the theme that has, that if I had to identify a theme about my life and my school and my career, the consistent thing is determination and, and tenacity and not giving up on something and setting your mind to it and making it happen. And uh, my older sister, my oldest sister of two, went here. Uh, she, um, well, I'm not going to say how much older she is than me. She might not. Um, but she went here, and I was in high school, and of course I idolized her and everything that she did, so I just thought Morgantown and West Virginia University was the greatest thing, because I'm from Maryland, but I'm from Western Maryland, so we're much closer to WVU than to UM or any of those places. So I just really loved it here and wanted to come here, and you know, when the time came, I didn't really have the means to come here. And um, so I decided, I was able to get a full scholarship to a little school that's here in Morgantown. It's like a junior college. My uh, discipline was going to be legal word processing. That's what I was gonna learn. And it was like a 16 month program or whatever. But I, I just wanted to be in Morgantown. I just wanted to get here. And in my mind, I thought I will find a way eventually to get to West Virginia. So I did, and I came and I did that program, and I graduated from that, and I decided to become a resident of the state. So I worked as, I think, a legal secretary for one of the local lawyers um, for six months or nine months or however long, you know, in addition to the time I had been here for school so that I could become a legal resident of West Virginia and so that I could get in-state tuition, which for me was a big thing. It was a big difference between in-state and out-of-state. So um, I did that, and, uh, and then you know, I was on my own and not making a whole lot of money, and I was able to get some help with grants and loans and things. So I finally uh, enrolled at WVU, and, um, and then it was kind of the same story for grad school. Um, when the time came, I finished. You know, I wasn't quite ready to leave. I, um, I, I, I wanted the, the MBA. I wanted to have that degree. I took my GMAT, um, 
I, I didn't quite get a high enough score to make it in the first time, so I stayed and I studied and I took it again and I did. And so I was accepted into the program here. Um, and so, you know, it just is something that kind of continued on, you know, all the way through to, to some things at Royal Caribbean, you know, when I worked there and um, to all the way through to Virgin Voyages. Just, and I think it's a, you know, when you want something, you focus on it and you do what you need to do to make it happen. And that is possible. So I think it's a great story. Absolutely. I think that's a kind of a common mindset among mountaineers. There's a determination and and almost a perseverance, I would say. Um, well, we are the underdogs. So absolutely. We never count this out. Tomorrow we'll be an, we will be an underdog. We are always an underdog. Always. And I, th I agree with you. I think it's a mindset that is built in that um, you, you don't shake. And um, I agree. Now, what is it? This is a very similar question, I'm, I'm sure. But what does it mean to you to consider yourself a mountaineer and to be part of this family of alumni and family at the university? Well, you know, I, I love my time here. I ended up spending seven years here, and uh, I was just saying in the elevator on the way up, I actually feel more at home here in Morgantown than I do where I grew up. Um, and I think it, it's part of it is the story that I just told you that I wanted to be here so badly, and then I was. Um, but I, you know, I love being a mountaineer, and I'm very proud of it. And when you're living in Miami and surrounded by people from Florida State and Florida and, and uh, UM, you know, um, it's hard because they're everywhere. And, um, but I'm very proud to tell everyone that I uh, graduated twice from West Virginia and I try really hard to come back every year and go to a game. I love being here, that people are friendly, you know, um, welcoming, accepting. I know sometimes we don't always have that reputation when it comes to football games. That's how I see it. Um, and I just think it's, it is the spirit of, in addition to, you know, the great education, and we have many things to be proud of, the medical school, the engineering school, I think the law school. I mean, there's a lot that we do very well here. Um, you know, it's just the, the small town yet kind of has some more cosmopolitan aspects to it. Um, I just think it was the greatest place to go to school and I love coming back here every year. Yeah, I agree with you and, and I think 200,000 other alumni agree with you as well. But um, for the students who are here now or maybe recent graduates, young alumni who one day would love to work for Virgin or work, you know, in travel or, or just kind of pursue a dream of theirs um, with the determination that, that they have as a mountaineer. Do you have any advice for those people? Um, well, for sure a lot of people want to work for Virgin. This, is, <laughs> this was evident when I posted a job on LinkedIn. So, no, but um, I think one of the things, you know, that has really helped me to get to, to kind of move through jobs and promotions and companies. You have to work hard and you do a great job. You keep a positive attitude. Um, you know, you make great relationships, appreciate and value everybody at all levels. Um, and I can tell you that the relationships that I've built um, at school 
A lot of those have helped me even in my career and in the companies that I've worked for has definitely helped me. Um, and, and that's really important. So it's really important to do a good job, of course. Um, and then work really hard and love what you do. And I think, you know, it's been kind of easy for me because my industry is so easy to love. And it's in travel and traveling the world. And you know, when I, when I first moved down from WVU to Florida, I went on my first business trip. And I ran into the president of our company in the airport. And he said to me, so I hear this is pretty exciting. This is your first business trip for us. And I said, yes, um, it's also the first time out of my time zone. Um, and he couldn't believe that. But when I, you know, I grew up in Maryland, I had been to Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia. Uh, I, I don't even think I had been to New York at that point, and Florida, obviously, to see my sister. But, um, so now to think that I have been to probably 60 or 65 countries is really amazing. An incredible opportunity that I wouldn't have had had it not been for my industry. My immediate follow-up is, do you have 65 countries? Where do you recommend I go? Where, where, what was your favorite? Do you have a moment or a trip that stands out? Uh, I do. I have a few things for different reasons. I have my go-to places that are just my personal favorites. So anywhere in the Mediterranean, Spain, Italy, you know, I love to go there again and again and again. Um, probably my two most memorable, uh, one was a safari um, in Africa, in Kenya. And the other was a trip to Israel. So we went to Jerusalem and uh, we went to the just all of the, the, the religious places all throughout there of all kinds, um, was very unique and just something that you never forget, so. Yeah, absolutely, you, you make me, uh, you inspire me, I wanna, I wanna get out and But and I, I, I recommend you go on a virgin voyage in, in 2020. In 2020, <laughs> so absolutely. So I'm gonna recommend for you. Um, this is probably, we can strike this from the record, but have, have itineraries been set yet? Do you know uh, where you're going? We have said publicly that uh, we've talked about a seven-night voyage from Miami to the Caribbean. That's really all that we've said for the first ship. There are three ships planned, um, one for 2020, one 2021, and one 2022. So we haven't said much um, yet about that other than that. Sure. Um, well, in, in wrapping up, um, kind of, you know, jumping back to your job now, what are you what are you personally looking forward to as virgin continues as we get closer to 2020 um, and beyond what are you excited about well i'm very excited uh, first of all i'm excited at work every day like i am literally and i'm not kidding right now <laughs> i literally am pinching myself every day it is such a great environment and it, there's um there's an, a great mix of cruise industry people with Virgin people and non-cruise people because we want to be sure to look at this from a different perspective and create something really special and different. So at work every day, it's very exciting. And But I am really super excited to see it come to life and to be able to talk about it. One of the most difficult things when you're working for a cruise line and you have a great new ship coming out is you can't say anything about anything. and. For salespeople, that can be especially difficult, and especially with Virgin, and everybody wants to know everything. 
Um, so being able to, over the course of the next year, talk about those things and see the reaction from people, I think is going to be. And then, of course, you know, Richard Branson came to our office a couple weeks ago. That was just incredible. And, um, you know, someone that you look up to and that is just part of your team and organization and giving you, uh, telling you stories and giving advice and just such a kind, humble, caring person. Uh, it's just amazing. And so really just seeing it come to life. And then of course, you know, absolutely, I will make sure that me and my team blow away all of our goals. So that will be fun. Um, but uh, just the coming to life and seeing the reaction to it from everybody. And the reaction just from the very little we have done on social media so far is so positive and so, I mean, everyone is just so excited and writes the nicest things on anything that we post and they just can't wait to see what we're going to deliver. So that's gonna be really fun. Well, we are excited at the Alumni Association and at WVU to see it come alive and to follow you on your journey, on your voyage um, as, as this all takes off. But I just wanna thank you for coming today and, and talking with us. Thank you for inviting Hey guys, it's Andrew again, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our first episode of AirCheck. If you enjoyed my conversation with Stacy, make sure you stay up to date as we release new podcasts on the WVU Alumni app, available for Apple and Android users. And as always, you can head to our website, alumni.wvu.edu, for more information. Thanks for listening.